Welcome to the Ear for Fear podcast, the horror movie podcast that boils and ghouls and dead alike are screaming for. Don't be afraid to listen as Rick and the Creeps bore their way into your brains, slither down onto your arteries, into your still beating hearts. Hi, welcome to the Ear for Fear podcast. This is the podcast that talks about scary movies or movies trying to be scary. I'm Rick and uh, joined by, uh, I got a guest here today, a special guest, uh, my cousin, Scott Weisenhut. Hello. Hey, thanks for coming on out, buddy. (laughs) Wasn't sure if I was supposed to have like a catchphrase or something. Do you have anything cool? Just come up with something off the top of your head? Hey, man, uh, well, welcome. Uh, this is the first time you've been out here. Uh, you know what's funny, man, is I I, ha- I didn't even know that you were into horror movies, and I don't know why. Um, you know, well, we've been cousins a long time, and I just, I don't know. I guess we don't, you know how with family it's like a lot of time passes by, and it and it just and it goes and it goes and then and then all of a sudden you're forty and I'm fifty or whatever you are yeah, these days you're yeah. you know um and and I never you know we we've hung out a little bit but not a lot over the years and it's like I had no idea I had yeah. no idea you were such a huge like fan of just move the movies in general yeah yeah I I think until like maybe you came out to a couple of shows yeah and then you were doing our shirts that i didn't even know that you were into movies and horror movies yeah. and stuff yeah and that was a while ago that was, the, yeah. that was like <laughs> damn i was the yeah, i forgot about yeah yeah because you have a, a band uh and you guys are kind of like a you guys did some music for a while did a couple out al- did you do a couple albums we did a couple albums. Couple albums, yeah. and and then you kind of took a break, and now you guys are thinking about getting back into it. Yeah, we're uh, it's just doing other projects or yeah. doing something different. Yeah, yeah. Know. Well, now you're Who recently knows? married, uh, and then yeah. you got a hard to find you, time for that kind of stuff. Uh-huh, and then uh, you got a little one on the way. So uh, yeah, <laughs> that is there's going to be even less time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep thinking. I don't want to scare you, man. Uh, <laughs> But again, man, welcome. Uh, today, uh, you and I are going to be doing uh, David Cronenberg's 1983 Videodrome. Uh, this one is a little. Uh, this is one is a little uh, different, I guess. Uh, I think most yeah. of Cronenberg's stuff is out there. Um, he's got a couple few tame ones. I would say maybe the, the fly. dead, the fly, or the <laughs> yeah, dead zone. Right? You yeah. know, um, there's nothing <laughs> controversial, or I mean, yeah, maybe the fly has maybe some. But I mean, but but that's really is it is it is it, I'm not gonna say a true remake of the Vincent Price the Fly, but maybe a little on the because I'll be honest, I never saw Vincent Price as the Fly, I, I didn't so I don't know. know if it's if it's a true remake or if they just you know if there's just, some similarities. I I don't know. Probably the basic. I haven't seen it. I think it's like the basic plot line, maybe, and then maybe. it's just Cronenberg's version and then his from version. There. Of, yeah, but Dead Zone, which is a great movie, which I love. I don't think that's too out there. No, not at all. You know, but I mean, his other stuff. I mean, I remember, um, I mean, Shivers and The Brood. Uh, Naked Lunch, I saw one time, and oh my God, dude, that one, 
I, I, I hadn't, when I saw, and I can't remember when that came out, I want to say it came out in late 80s or early 90s. And I'm, and I saw it, I saw, I, I, I'm like, this looks kind of interesting. And so I, I, I rented it from a video store, had, I didn't hear anything about it. And I watched it, dude, it was out there. It was weird. Right, yeah. It was weird. I, I almost think I almost turned it off towards the end. Like it was so bizarre. <laughs> and, and it keeps going. Yeah, it keeps, keeps getting weirder, weirder. Yeah, there's a funny uh, s- a clip from The Simpsons, like early on when the when the um, it's uh, it's Bart and Millhouse and uh, I can't remember the other two kids. They go off on their own on spring break, spring break, and they mm. go into a movie and it's Naked Lunch, and they come out and Nelson's like, I can see two things wrong with that title. That was one of the like the the gags yeah. for a long yeah. time. With yeah, that movie. that's funny. They actually talked about that. Yeah, in the yeah, because they, yeah. <laughs> they I think they thought it was you know it's a bunch of little kids on spring uh-huh. break. They're going into like a nudie movie or something yeah, like yeah. that and they're coming all confused and distraught like yeah yeah no dude it's <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely uh yeah it was i saw it the one time man that was plenty for me um you know i i think like i was telling you i think cronenberg is definitely an acquired taste um i yeah. i can i can honestly tell you i have not acquired a taste for him at all <laughs> i know he's got a new movie out um and I forgot what it's called, but Crimes that, of the Future. Yes, yeah. did you watch it? No, it was playing at um, Tower Theater uh, downtown. Uh, I had COVID during that time. Oh, okay. Because it, it was just like really limited. I think. yeah, yeah. Um, and I, you know, I was for two weeks. I didn't do anything, so yeah. I, I missed it. I wanted to see it. It, it was. It's kind of his return to body horror because yes. he hasn't been doing that since yeah. like History of Violence and all those movies after that. He hasn't. He's done violent stuff, but not the body horror stuff. Yeah. Nothing. Are you a fan of the body horror? Yeah. Are you? I, I'm a fan of the special effects of those films. Okay. It, okay. it depends on what yeah. it is. Um, I love anything where people craft it and they put things together yeah. and they're just goofy stuff. Or I would agree with that that part of it. The there's some body horror that I'm just not a fan of, like the hostels or like even oh. some some saw or like uh yeah I never saw Human Centipede, but people were just like uh, I'm just like yeah I just don't I'm just not into stuff like right. that. It just it it makes me feel very uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that is the intent, but I don't like feeling that way. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, um, it, it 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 depends on what it is. It's like just. I don't know, people get to start getting into subgenres and they start yeah. being a fan of things. It's like True. Well how, yeah. how can you how can a Cronenberg some of these earlier films, how can they even compare to some of these other films? Well all they have in common is one thing where that's kind of the smallest aspect of it. You know? Yeah, yeah. I guess I would agree with that. Uh. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, a lot of there's a lot of like, like you know, when when horror was like, let's just say that I, I don't know what what the height of horror was, but let's just say for just shits and giggles, it was sometime in the eighties. Let, let's call it eighty two or something like that. Um, you know, all of a sudden it was like you had these these you had horror, and then you had a couple the, the, of the subgenres, like say a ghost or a zombie. But then it's like now it's like you got like a zombie would have like a couple other like almost a subgenre from that subgenre, and it's like yeah. any, it's like yeah anymore. It's almost I don't know. It's to me it's kind of become a little convoluted with some of them to me i you know it's a ghost story or it's it's what you said like a body horror it's a slasher it's this i i don't need you to to take a slasher and then put like three or four subgenres. i don't need that right and i'm not seeing it because it's in the subgenre. i'm yeah. seeing it because there's like an interesting story or an exactly. interesting take on something exactly I think, it's a, like 
people who are really f- big fans of something, it's like, well, I'm just a fan of, of movies in general. So. Yes. And I think that's a lot of stuff that's missing from, you said, like Hostel and, and Saw and Human Centipede. Um, not singling those out ones, but a lot of more modern horror movies are missing the, the, um, the subtext. They're missing the commentary, which is what horror films were really exploring starting mm-hmm. from like George Romero and then, yes. you know, going up through the seventies and the eighties mm-hmm. and Cronenberg, that's what they're doing. They're exploring yeah. different ideas and different subject matter. They're just using horror as the vessel because you can do more with that than you can with just a straight drama. You can explore True. things in a kind of an out there sense. Um, and, and you can, you know, you, you can't do that in just a regular drama. Um, well, you can't. I, I think you can. You just can't do it visually and, and in an analogous way. I think is yeah. what you can do with horror. Well, I think too. I think I think with horror, it, it it opens like something will happen in a movie and it'll become controversial, right? Th- then and 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 they've done it on purpose to get people to talk about maybe an underlining issue. You yeah. Know? So they right. use the horror movie as kind of the base right exactly and then they get everyone else to talk about it and then it's done its job and maybe you got people to open their eyes to you know right other you know i would say i i would say videodrome is kind of that you know they live had a message like that as well oh yeah definitely all those that's what those horror reminds me of sci-fi because they're both kind of vessels to explore uh, social commentary and different ideas and stuff it's not just about Star Trek's not just about one thing. It's about yeah. all these different ideas. Um, well, I think that's the, the problem with the people that are like, that, that are not into, say, let's just say horror. It's because they, I don't think they, I don't know. I'm not going to say they don't understand it. And, they, you know, I guess I will say that. Maybe they just don't understand what's happening. They take it for surface value. Oh, well, it's just, it's just teenagers getting killed. Okay. Yeah, sure. That is happening in the movie, but that's not all that. That's, that's not all that's happening. There's other messages and, and, you know, that they're, you know, issues they're trying to address. Mm -hmm. You know, I, dude, I, I've said this before in one of the previous episodes. It's like, why do you think that, that I'm not going to say every horror movie, but a lot of the horror movies, there's always a final girl. Well, why do you think that is? Because we've stripped, you know, the powers away from women forever. I mean, I'm not going to get all, I, I won't get all political, but I mean, and I, I'm not going to really talk about what recently happened. <laughs> we know what happened when it came to women. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to dive into that because I know everyone's got their opinions, but they've been doing it for years. So, so yeah. in these horror movies, they've empowered these women to be the final girls right right? yeah you know and so which i think is a i think it's a fantastic message to to convey yeah definitely so anyways all right so before you and i jump into this this kind of (laughs) weird this weird movie here uh which i would say is even more tame than a lot of the other i will i will agree with you because i've watched some cronenberg and i'm just like oh my god this one i was entertained I was entertained. I didn't like. I didn't hate the movie at all. I will say, towards the end of the movie, it lost me a little bit. But we mm-hmm. can we can dive into that, you yeah. know, in a little bit. But uh, what I like to do is when I have a guest on for the first time, I like to an- ask them some random questions. You don't know what I'm going to ask you. They're nothing going to be too crazy. Uh, you know, just answer them honestly. Uh, if you can't think of an answer, we'll move on. But uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, number one. But a, a little, I wish I had a little. Uh, one. <laughs> one. <laughs> That's pretty good. I actually like that. It's the uh, Resident Evil <laughs> voice. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, what was the first horror movie you remember seeing as a kid? I knew, I knew you were going to ask that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't really quite remember, but I do. I think probably the the closest is Gremlins. Was oh, probably, okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's debate whether or not that's an actual horror movie. I don't know. I would say it's horror. It's maybe not your true horror, but yeah. I would say it's horror. It's more horror than Gremlins 2. Uh, uh, yes, which is that a, one's a lot more comedic. And, it's, yeah. it's kind of a satire on, on sequels in general. But yeah. Um, yeah, Gremlins probably. And then I remember going to the video store because we had a video store right by us. Yeah. I always pass by it, want to you know see it, and then there was also Ghoulies because there was oh, after Gremlins, yeah. there was all mm-hmm. these like knockoffs of little characters and stuff, and I always wanted to see Ghoulies. Is that iconic shot on the cover of the toilet with the yes. guy sticking out? Yes, that's a great cover. <laughs> I, I would say the covers in the eighties were so great. Like, I mean, because a lot of the movies were just terrible, but but you know if you. You know, it's not like today when you have the internet where I could hop on my phone and I can go check out a trailer for this. Yeah, or right, I could yeah. look, I could kind of read into it. To me, you know, it was like you go to a video store and it's like, okay, I know nothing about this movie, but the cover is really cool, so let me yeah. grab it. It's the same with albums. Yes. Because I used to go to record stores and I used to, as a kid, and this was, I mean, the internet was kind of around when I was early teens yeah, yeah. but uh, it wasn't really to the point where you, you couldn't go listen to music couldn't really, you couldn't there's yeah. no wikipedia at that time or anything like that so you go to a record store and you'd look at album covers and like oh this is cool and yeah. then it'd either be dog shit <laughs> or yeah, it'd be something yeah. that would might change your life i would i would do that as well like i would yeah i would grab a i would grab like a i mean for me it was a i know this is gonna well, I mean, I would look at albums, but I'd also look at like the little tape cassettes and there's a smaller, obviously smaller artwork or, you know, then when the uh, CD came around, I would oh, like, yeah. okay, you know, if I knew nothing about the artist or the group, it's like, okay, this looks kind of cool. And sometimes yeah. they were like great and other times, yeah, they were bad and it was a waste of my money, but whatever. You just don't know sometimes. Yeah. yeah. You know? So, um, okay. Uh, have you have an all time favorite horror movie? Um, it's one of my favorite movies of all of all time, not just horror, but I mean, the thing is, is oh, probably yeah. something I watch uh, at least once a year. Uh, it's in my top twenty. I do lists all the time. Me and my buddy, we do yeah. lists and we send each other lists. And oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah, and that that's definitely in my top twenty. The thing, yeah, that's yeah, a that's, that's a that's a great one. I mean, to, to, yeah, for a favorite, that's I mean, honestly, that's a phenomenal movie. I mean, John Carpenter, and then the practical effects are just. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I've said this before because we did an episode on the thing, and I, I, I mean, yeah, if anyone out, that. yeah, do you listen to that one? Yeah, yeah. If, if anyone knows of any other movie that had better practical effects, I mean, let us know. I just, I don't know of any. I mean, they were just they, yeah, for the for the for the time frame, um, dude, that just blew me away. I still watch it and go, how the hell do they do that? Yeah, right. The the, yeah. the 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 head. I mean, and I I try not to watch a lot of special features because you want to get ruined. You want to see yeah, how the sausage is ex- made exactly. Yeah. And so, like the head, you know, detaching and then turning into a spider. I'm sure there's a special feature out there that's talked about it, but I just like to. I'm like, I always just like, oh, wow, how the hell do they do that? You know? Yeah, and just how everything escalates, especially in the scene where they go to resuscitate the guy, and yes. it just goes from one thing to another <laughs> to another. Uh, that's a perfect movie. No, it's 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 fantastic. It's not movie. too long. It's no, it's, just, it's not. It's, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I will say, as an honorable mention, Dawn of the Dead is one of my favorite films of all time. Dawn too. of the Dead is great too. The original, not the. Yeah, not that. Not that. You know, the remake. This is. I'm not a huge fan of the remakes. Um, 
It was entertaining. It was entertaining. Well done. I like the the time. I like the fact that they made the zombies fast because there was some. To me, if you don't think about it, it, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Because, I mean, I always feel like the slow zombies are a little more kind of creepy or eerie for me. Yeah. Um, but then seeing that take on it, because I don't remember us... I don't remember any other movie coming out and making the zombies fast. I could be wrong. But um, making them really fast like that is there's another element of kind of like, oh, shit, you know? Yeah, it does sort of take it out of the realm of... Ramiro was using that for commentary on a lot of things and yeah. a lot of ideas. So it kind of takes the movie out of that realm for where you can't really explore any ideas when people are just running around all the time. Yes, true. So uh, true. I think you still could, but I, they didn't do it with that movie. Uh, yeah, they may have tried. But yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, here we go. Here, what is the scariest ghost story you heard as a kid? Did your did any, any family member ever? Uh you know, try to scare the crap out of you around a campfire or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall ever hearing any ghost stories. Really? Oh, man, you've been deprived. <laughs> uh, there was a time when uh, me and my friend were really into ghosts, and he would always, he'd come spend the night, and we'd read from these stories about, like, you know, old people telling ghost stories, or yeah. like old ghost stories from the 1800s and things oh, like yeah. that. And then um, uh, there was one time I had, like, this little cross that i found and i put it up somewhere and it disappeared for a long time and then it ended up like bent somewhere in the corner of this room oh and uh called my friend i was like accusing him like like you know what we tried to do because we tried we put that up to try to get like a ghost you know there's Uh all these stories about like the movies really yeah about the ghosts you know oh they always yeah whenever there's like there's a crucifix (laughs) on the wall it always moves or gets kicked off or something yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) so we try to do that and and, uh so i accused him of it and he's like what like and then he accused me and then but to to this day like i don't care because i don't believe in ghosts anymore so well see that was gonna be that was gonna be my next question which is so weird you don't believe in ghosts huh no no not at all not at all why 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 uh because there's zero factual evidence that would ever yeah uh i don't want to burst people's bubbles but uh at the same time <laughs> no i think it's a i think it, it's a construct like uh not to get too philosophical but uh, it makes people feel nice because it's uh regardless of how you feel about an afterlife at least believing in ghosts kind of lends a little bit of credence to that and if you think if you're a ghost hunter and you're watching that show and there's a little bit of you think there's evidence that they're actually seeing ghosts well that's that's a little bit of something that you can keep with you that says there is an afterlife mm. and it makes people kind of mm. at least kind of believe in that a little bit yeah, uh, yeah. i don't I'm, watch any of those ghost shows they look kind of stupid to me but i don't know man i i i guess part of me i think there's a small part of me that believes in ghosts believes in something on those lines like there are things that while I'm sleeping, I can feel a presence over me that I can't explain. And it's happened yeah. like my whole life. And I don't know. And maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's part of my dream and I don't realize it. Right. But it's happened a lot of times, man. I think that leap is funny, though. I think I find that interesting about people. And it, and it's a, I think it goes back to a, probably a lot has to do with our... Uh, what's uh, genetically that, you know, part of our evolution from being creatures who were stalked and who always had to look out for things and always had to, you know, their hair, hair on the back of their neck stood up because there was a saber-toothed tiger around the corner or something like that. I think that sticks with us. So I, I think the leap for humans is natural, but I also find it kind of funny and irrational to me where we can't explain something, so we make that the, the leap to, like, a supernatural thing, which yeah. every I, I, people can have their 
yeah, beliefs yeah. and things I have. I don't yeah. know. It doesn't had nothing to do with me. I yeah. just personally, yeah, I, I, I just, uh, yeah. I, no, I, okay. I, I can't. Yeah, no, no. Hey, man, I respect it. I, re, I totally respect it. Yeah, and everyone has their own opinions on stuff, and and everyone can believe what they want to believe. I don't. Yeah, I don't begrudge anyone for it. You know, right? I like uh, ghost movies, like the oh, old ones. Oh, for sure. It's like Poltergeist is amazing, oh, fantastic. But I don't like the new ones because I think they rely too much on the audience believing in that first. So it's like you have to go into that movie already sort of believing to enjoy the movie or to be scared by the movie. Whereas mm-hmm. like The Exorcist, like, uh, I don't yeah. really believe in any of that stuff, but that's a great movie. That's yeah, an amazing that's movie. Favorite. That's my yeah, favorite. That's your favorite horror movie. That is time. my favorite. Yeah, yeah. It is. I just, I, I love The Exorcist. And the thing is, I was never very religious. Mm-hmm. I never really went to church. I never yeah, did any here. of that. The only thing I ever went to, and which I've mentioned on this podcast, is there was a time where um, I was away from home and I was younger, and my dad took me to these weird baptisms, which I just think, and again, again, I'm not, I'm not trying to crap on anyone's belief. I'm just telling you my personal experience. It was very bizarre for me when I was in this room, like it was this room with all these people surrounding, like someone in a in like a tub of water and being dunked into. It just, <laughs> it was unsettling for me. Now I can't yeah. speak for everyone else, and so have I, you seen like the videos of the. You know, you see uh, the big tent stuff, uh, especially in the Midwest, where people are I've, speaking in tongues. And yeah, uh, I see. I've never watched any of that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but that to me so, is, is creepier than any like it's movie odd. That, yeah, it's yeah. odd, man. And again, I don't like. I said everyone has their beliefs and their religions, and I am not here to you know cast any whatever yeah. on it. Um, I'm just telling you, like I, I never was really raised religious i never went to church and so you know seeing the exorcist and all that just the exorcist to me as a whole is just i think it's almost a perfect horror movie the acting is just phenomenal yeah the character the character development the, the the music i mean just every every how they i mean 1973 and some of the stuff they do is just blows oh, me man. away yeah and so yeah and talking of controversial i mean for sure man especially ones yeah. in particular <laughs> yeah and so uh that, again that's my my favorite and but i mean you know everyone has has their own have their have their own uh you know favorites and they and and they love them for a for specific reasons and it's like and that's what's great it's like you know like my favorite might be this but your favorite is this and i'm like huh that's really your not you but just saying in general like oh wow okay that's interesting but i also you have to take account their their age too Right, because yeah. I mean, I could talk with, and I have talked with people that are in their say mid twenties. I mean, I'm twice their age, right? But they have an appreciation for horror. But what they love is not exactly what I love. But it's okay because we still love the genre. Mm-hmm. And so their favorite movie might be say Scream, <laughs> or it may be you know something else that's a little newer, sure, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's okay, you know. Yeah. So um, yeah, but uh, let's see. Okay, I got another one for you. If you had the opportunity. Would you participate in a seance? And I'm thinking now, <laughs> knowing that you don't believe in it. No, I would, because would that, I would think that would be really interesting. <laughs> uh, I had this years and years, probably 20 years ago, this ex-girlfriend who, um, for some reason or another, the all the women, she lived with her mom, and, and had a, uh, her sister lived there too, and um, they all like saw ghosts and things like that oh, okay. so they the mom got this feeling one day and she was really religious that their house was haunted yeah so um 
it wasn't while I was there, but I think I come right afterwards, uh, come over and I saw um, inside, walked inside, and then I looked and there was on the on the inside of the, the outside, you know, the outside door, uh, on the inside though, there was um, something like a glare on the door that I'd never seen and it was, it was in a shape of a crucifix and oh. it was oil. Oh, okay. And uh, she had a priest come to the house or pass, I don't know what you know what she was but yeah. they came and they put oil and they basically huh. like tried to i don't know cleanse the house or yeah, uh, yeah. uh pray away the ghosts uh, i'm not well, sure but. i you know i've had a little experience not with the seance <laughs> let me be very clear but i've had a, i've had some experience with the cleansing and they they do it i have not seen the oil uh-huh. i have a, a lot of people will use like scents like um I can't think of it right now, uh, but they'll burn. They'll burn certain types of almost. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, like sage. I think sage is one, right? Which I've, which I've found out that I'm. I'm not. I don't know if I'm allergic to it, but I've had it. I've had it burned in my home before, and the smell is horrible for me. And all of a sudden, I have like allergic reaction with my eyes, and and it's a terrible feeling, man. And but some people believe in that, and I don't know if I do or don't believe in it, but it's a thing. So I could see the oil on the, you know, yeah. I, and I don't know if it's certain religions or if it's just more metaphysical type stuff, you mm-hmm. know, that maybe it's not derived from a certain religion, but it's just more on that other aspect. I don't know, Which you know, someone like, well, we can try this. I don't yeah, know. I mean, and whether it works or not, I guess too. If yeah. th- this is the thing, man, let's say demons and ghosts and all those things don't exist but if you believe them into reality then maybe the fact affect you if you believe in and if they do something like that and psychosomatic and they think okay they're gone well if that helps then exactly so if they if they believe in that part of it then why can't they believe in the the sage or the or the you know the the oil crucifix you know that could be enough just to you know yeah definitely a mind very powerful man what's interesting yeah. To me, like just because I don't believe in something doesn't mean I don't find it fascinating. Yeah. I think humans are really strange, and yeah. I always come at looking at that kind of stuff through a way of like a you know detached. To like I really yeah. want to check this out. Oh no, it is. It is very fascinating. <laughs> I'll try not that. to. You know, I tell, I, I totally would. Yeah, uh, yeah, that would be great. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't I think did. they'd want me around, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, uh, all right. Last question here: uh, What do you want etched on your tombstone? Oh, I've never <laughs> thought about that because I never figured I would be buried. Actually, I don't really care. <laughs> no, no, I never thought. Never thought about. I it never all. thought about that. I don't for a long time. I was like, yeah, I'll be cremated because I made it. But now yeah. I'm like, I don't care. It's yeah. more for you. Whoever's you, left. This is a, a weird question, but on the urns, do they etch something like that? Like you know, you got your tombstone, and, and it could be et- you know, you got this thing etched on your tombstone. I'm sure they can engrave something oh, sure. on the. Yeah. Okay. So, what do you want? Uh, I don't think I need like a saying. I, nah? I, I really like uh, uh, horses, uh, and it's been my spirit animal for like oh. twenty years or something. Really? And um, it's not like I'm obsessed with them. I like riding them I, occasionally, like yeah. maybe once every ten I years. No I'll ride idea. a horse. Uh, I had no idea so I'm, this was. I'm not. I don't really know much about them. I just I've always that's always been my spirit animal, and I have like a. Some things in my house with horses on them, yeah. um, mostly like Native American type art, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I think some sort of etching of a of a, of a horse, of a wild stallion, wild stallion. Yeah. Hey, all right, man. <laughs> that's it. No words. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. All right, man. That was pretty painless, wasn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah. You survived the question. All right. And I didn't say anything incriminating. Sweet. <laughs> no, no, not at all. So I guess we'll uh, we'll talk nineteen eighty three's. 
video drone. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Um, so, uh, David Cronenberg, uh, you recommended this. I'll be honest, man. Like, I had seen some David Cronenberg stuff along the way. I thought I had seen this before. You'd never seen I video had, drone. no. I think I'd, I think I'd, I remember the cover. I remember, you know, the, the, the movie itself. Um, maybe I was somewhere when I was a kid and maybe it was on and I watched a little bit of it. But honestly, from start to finish, I, I didn't recall most of this. And and now I will say this happens a lot with me anymore because at 50, I forget a lot of stuff. Right. <laughs> and it sucks, but it's just the reality, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, again, I'd seen some David Cronenberg stuff along the way. I, you know, again, it's hit or miss with me. Like it's either a, it's either a, a, a direct hit for me or it's just, oh my God, it's just out there and not, you know. Sure, so, yeah. And this one is, I honestly, man, this it's kind of in the middle on this. Like I'd love the first, I'd say hour of this movie, the last say 30 minutes. I I don't know if this had a 90 minute running time. I'm just going to, I'm just going to throw that out there. The last 30 minutes to me just seemed, uh, I don't know. It lost it for me. Um, Where it becomes the, the MK ultra yeah. like brainwashing. Kinda yes. About that. I, I can like, get that. And the thing is with this movie. Oh, before, before we, uh, before we, kind of talk about it i want to let everyone know there, uh let everyone know there's going to be spoilers One, two spoilers coming for you, you. <laughs> i mean i i mean i understand the whole kind of you know the the message here uh you know um i was i'll be honest man i was a little confused with some of the stuff what's What's reality and what's hallucinations? I mean, really, yeah. I guess we could argue everything that he was seeing is just a hallucination. I, I mean, come on, we, first of all, we know our stomach isn't going to open up and there's going to be a slot for a beta tape to, <laughs> to be put into. Yeah, right. Um, you know, have you... I mean, but then, then you get into the scenes where... Uh someone else puts their hand inside him and it pulls out a, a bomb <laughs> you know yeah that was weird like i don't but again is it, it, it there's the whole thing a hallucination is he right. he's yeah. hallucinating them there and is he hallucinating them putting their arm or their hand into his stomach I don't know, man. That's the thing. It's like, what, you know, is it simply, that's a hallucination, but, but we all, we also know that the, that the program video drone is, is, is a real thing. Like yeah. in, in the scope of the movie, of course. Well, it causes a, a, yeah, it causes a tumor. It causes a brain tumor. So if you watch this, so the idea is, okay, so let's kind of give everyone like if they haven't seen this, uh, let's get let's run through the characters. We have Max Wren, who's played by James Woods, uh, Nikki Brand, who's played by Deborah Harry, which I totally forgot she was in this, and yeah. everyone will know her from the 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 group Blondie. Uh, and then Harlan is the the pirater, right? He he scans like um, uh, satellite signals for him. He reminds um, me of like a Canadian Jeffrey Combs. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Huh? <laughs> Jeffrey Combs. Uh, let's see. We have Blanca Oblivion, which I love this last name, by the way. This is awesome. Right. And yeah. Her father, Brian Oblivion. Barry Convex. Is that sound right to you? Yeah. For, um, uh, the CEO and then of, uh, yeah. And then Masha is kind of like the. Like she like supply she kind of like supplies shows to to Max. Max is a president of this uh, uh, channel thirty channel eighty three. It's a uh, it's a civic TV, and it looks like this thing is based in um, Canada. It looks like Toronto, I think. 
Is it yeah. in Toronto? I, I, I think purposely he doesn't, like, all of his stuff is shot in Canada, especially at that time okay. for most part. Ah. But he doesn't, like, ever really say that it's in Canada because it's, you, you know, wants the stuff to play in the U.S. And, sure. And things yeah. like that. But yeah. I know a lot of, um, I remember a lot of, uh, I would say studios did a lot of, uh, especially for horror, filmed in Canada. Yeah, and I don't right. know if it's a it's cheaper. Co- is it cheaper? There's I assume a lot it's a cheaper of thing. a lot of tax breaks, especially yeah. Alberta. I wonder if that's like that. why, like a lot of people film in New Zealand because maybe oh, it's just. Yeah. I mean, first of all, it's beautiful, but I mean, maybe it's because it's a cost thing. It's cheaper. I don't know. I don't. I'm not yeah. sure. But that's why people are, a lot of people are filming in Georgia right now. Yes, because uh, of the, the tax breaks and things. Didn't like they that. do with Walking Dead in Georgia? I thought that's where they filmed. Was oh, in probably. Georgia. I know. A lot I of thought that's what I heard. There. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, so he is a president of. It's basically an X-rated. Uh, station that it plays like shows that depict like graphic sex and extreme violence and he's always kind of looking for like the new kind of the new you know show that he can I don't you know maybe to kind of go a little over the edge because he's on that talk show right and he's trying to justify why he plays these shows yeah and I think he says something about it's like an economical thing you know it's like we're a small TV station in order for us to compete we have to show these types of programs to try to get people to watch because we're, you know, we're, we're so small. Right. But, yeah. but the reality is he loves this type of crap. Yeah. And so, you know, I think the idea that people are drawn to that kind of stuff and they're not getting it anywhere else, that that's kind of sensationalism, um, of violence and sex that people are not getting in, in, yeah. in on the, the major networks. And well, like I that. mean, if you think about 83, now I'm trying to, I'm trying to think about this. I mean, I, you know, porn was obviously a huge thing, but you can only, I only remember you could get porn from, you go to the the video store and usually it had that little section that was, I don't know. Like a, there's a curtain you, you go to the bathroom or whatever. Like, curtain, like it was somehow going to stop little kids from going in there, but whatever. Um, and then maybe, I'm trying to like think back. I mean, HBO really didn't play a lot of that. They might have played some TNA, but you know, some they'll play movies that had TNA in it. But I'm like, I don't remember when Showtime came about or say Cinemax came about. I I don't remember. Yeah. Like I do remember a. Um, oh my god, man! And this was local here in Sacramento. There was a. Uh, I used to work at remember the old Cinedomes, and uh, I used to work at the old Cinedomes yeah, yeah. back in the late '80s. And um, I, I used to live when I lived with Grandma and Grandpa. I'd have to, I'd have to leave Natomas and I'd have to drive to work. Well, I always, I'm a creature of habit, so I'd always go the same way, and I'd go down Watt Avenue and Watt oh, Avenue. Are you talking about the porno theater? Yeah, do you remember the yeah, porno? Oh, yeah, remember <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I never saw a movie there. I would, I would drive past it because the. the um, I, I would love the titles. The titles I couldn't I couldn't tell you any of them now. I don't remember him. But they were so funny, dude. Like yeah. it was like the highlight of my day. I'd be driving down Watt and I'd see those and I'm like, oh my God, that's hilarious. But I, I don't know if it, I'm sure those types of theaters are still around somewhere. Maybe in like yeah. kind of, I don't I you know, I, I don't know where they would be. Um, but I'm sure it's still a thing. But but back then you know, nowadays it's, I would almost say it's a lot more acceptable, you know? I mean, cause hell, you could hop on your phone and find a video within a second of some right, sort of, right. you know. It, but back then it wasn't that accessible, man. Like, no, no. so you had to either rent it. I don't, you again, get a hustler magazine. Get a hustler, or, yeah. yeah, something like that. And so, yeah. so I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, nowadays, like I said, nowadays it's just, it's so common. 
Like right, it's like yeah. it's almost you know it's whatever. Kid, kids, there's there's this thing online about uh, kids uh, in high school who are familiar with there's that website uh, Pornhub. Oh yeah, is, Pornhub, yeah, and yeah. they're familiar I have heard with of that. like the theme song. There's like oh, it's, there's it's, not, a theme it's song. not a theme. It's like a little. It's like a. It's like a little like ten second like beat that plays before oh, okay. some of the original <laughs> content or whatever. So there's this like these videos online about kids knowing about this so they're playing these things like at uh big uh, high school like rallies like it'd be like a drummer playing that beat and like all the kids like going nuts <laughs> and just like wow like That's kinda it's crazy. like a, it's in the cultural zeitgeist like yeah. porno now at a really young age so yeah it is a lot different from back then which when i was a kid you Nobody had access to that kind of stuff. You yeah. didn't, and the kids nowadays are so desensitized to everything because, because it's. I mean, within five seconds, it's they could grab on their phone and they could look up something, and yeah. it's just we didn't have that. Right. I mean, I'm I, I'm I'm a little older than you, but I mean, do we had none of that? Right. None of that. Yeah. yeah. Like I like I said, I mean, I wasn't renting pornos when I was a teenager. That just wasn't happening. And, you know, occasionally you would see it on whatever, you know, on some sort of cable, I guess, cable program. But you had to have a, a, normally a subscription for that. And again, I don't know how how regular they they played. I just I don't I don't remember, man. Right. Yeah. So it was usually, a, a, you know, you have to go rent the thing. Yeah. You so know. you can imagine in, in 1983 that, yeah. that that's what you had to do. You had to go to a theater. Or you had to, or you had to rent, yeah, yeah, rented, rented, um, and you had to be what was it, seventeen or eighteen? I mean, I guess I'm gonna assume eighteen. I don't know. Yeah, they might have X rated. And eighty three. How long had VHS and things been around? I don't um, think. Well, beta, beta was the first, uh, and then VHS came, but I don't think it was around that long, man. I mean, I want to say, and I could be way off, but I want to say late late seventies. You know, like they were beta even putting that stuff on on home video yet. Or maybe they were, but oh, they it wasn't were. like wide, uh, how widespread was that that market? I, I think it became big. Like I actually so think that, came out. <laughs> I think honestly, man, I think I think that that type of stuff, like media on you know p- porn on V, let's call it VHS, because beta only lasted for a second. It mm. just it was a it just didn't survive, man. It was like a beta VHS war, and and it just it it, it went to the wayside, man. And so. I, I think it was a huge thing. It was. It's kind of like the, um, the uh, oh god, like the 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 workout thing. The you know the uh, people exercising. That was like, dude, it became so big. Like oh, right, Jane yeah. Fonda's workout or something like that. Like it was it was accessible through a VHS tape, hmm. and it became huge, dude. Like everyone was doing it, and that's how por- porn became. It was like they could they can now get it to because a lot of people aren't going to go to a theater to watch it, man. Right. That's so weird. Right. So let's say you're into it. Peter right? Herman killed the porno theater industry. I know he, he did, man. But let's say you're into it, right? Because a lot more people are into it than they will admit they're into it. Mm. But let's say, I mean, you're not going to go to a movie theater to see that because you're worried you're going to run into someone you right. know. But 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 behind closed doors of my house, I could totally watch that, and no one's going to know. Yeah. Except yeah. for I guess the clerk at. You know the video <laughs> right. store. <laughs> <laughs> they've they've seen it all. They've Nothing, seen it all. Whatever. They, they don't judge. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of a taxi driver because oh, yeah. he, it's like a normal thing. He goes to the theater. He gets his his like popcorn or his yeah. little. Uh, he's you know he's looking around, taking his time, looking to see what he wants. And then you know when he takes his his date out, he thinks it's normal thing. He just takes her to the porno theater. <laughs> She's like, "What the fuck? Are we yeah, doing? what are we doing here, man?" 
I know. Uh, so, so, but Max is trying to, uh, he's trying to find like some kind of new, you know, some new, I don't know, some new thing, some new broadcast that he can air on his, his, his little small little, uh, TV station. Yeah. And the, the, the Harlan comes across, uh, Videodrome. And, and basically this is like a, uh, this is just a, a, a program that depicts like, um, it's like a pirate transmission that yeah. he is able to tap into. Yeah. yeah. That's basically, uh, what is it? Uh, not just smoke. What is it? When, uh, someone, <laughs> when they die, a snuff. Oh, a snuff yeah, film. It's, yeah. It's, they're like that's snuff kinda, films. Yeah. It's kind of like what this is, right? But it's he like doesn't a, think they're real. He doesn't think it's real. He, yeah. it, it, but it's like, yeah, it's, it's like torture and, and murder with really no sort of story. Yeah. You know, and he thinks it's, he thinks it's, he just thinks it's, yeah, he definitely thinks it's, you know, not real and, and wants to track down the, the the people that are broadcasting this, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, uh, he talks with, uh, Masha and she does some digging. I, I, the way they convey her is she's been doing this a long time and knows people Mm -hmm. and she, she uh, finds out that it's. She finds out it's out of Pittsburgh. I think, right? Yeah, it's in P- Pittsburgh. It finds which out, is of, yeah, not very far from them. Which the, that's true, right? Could, could be Toronto. Yeah, I think they make it ambiguous because it could be New York because it's also not. Ever. I thought at one point during the, watching this last night, I thought that I saw something that said like Toronto or something like that, but I could be wrong. Um, but they I'm, never really say specifically. Do they? Don't they? Don't, don't do that? Think okay. So, it, yeah. Um, yeah, and we as we, yeah as we're aware, it's not it's not too far. Yeah. Um, but he wants to track it down. But she warns him about this. Hey, this is. It, it seems to be like. Um, uh, is it politically motivated? That's what she thinks it is. And I think she mentions like it's politically motivated. Yeah, it's being very caught it's because very, it's it has yeah. an idea ideology attached to it. That's yes. one of the kind of the themes of this is whereas he doesn't give a shit. He just wants sensationalism because yeah. people crave that. They want to get out of their ordinary lives and watch something fucked up. And yes. they're drawn to sex and violence and it's innate within us. Uh, but she can tell it has a very clear ideological message or whoever's behind it because they are, she, she tells them it's real and they're doing what they're doing because that's what they do. They have, there's something behind. Yeah why they're doing that uh it's not just a sen- sensationalism yeah and, and he, that's what's dangerous yeah. and he doesn't he's like whatever and he yeah he doesn't believe her nah, he doesn't. he's like no he i just want to I, I gotta get that yeah he, i gotta get that i got and he seeks it out and he uh does he come across so i i know on the when when he does the the talk show and that's where uh you know he 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 uh runs in a nikki brand played uh, by deborah harry um who that, Huh? <laughs> I'll, uh, go ahead. Go, I'm just, you I was going to say who like goes immediately like he's hitting on her yes, and she's like while the yeah while like they're interviewing uh I I think the the host is interviewing uh Brian Oblivion and he's literally hitting on her like while, while it's going while on while yeah. while he's talking and I thought I was like all right but I mean you know she's playing kind of hard to get though a because, little bit, because she's yeah. not like really involved in that and she's kind of arguing against him and then when she comes over to his house yeah. everything just switches <laughs> it's like a dime like, hey where's your porn <laughs> yeah, yeah gets me in the mood uh she yeah, wants totally she bad. wants him to she's kind to, of a hypocrite right because doesn't she like she has her own like hotline where it's I can't remember what the the actual like 
hotline is for it's for people who have issues or problems i don't read i don't it's know like a suicide type is it thing? a suicide one yeah maybe i mean i know that was again a big thing back then was that sort of hotline mm-hmm. they had a lot of those hotlines <laughs> back then man yeah. a lot just various <laughs> ones that you could call up you know but she's kind of like a little bit of a hypocrite right you know she she has people calling to give them certain advice but doesn't really live by that, you know. Yeah, or she just has this, you know, I guess guess she could still have it both ways because she's trying to help people with their problems, but she just doesn't want anybody to know that she's a super freak. Yeah. And then... I think, but I think a lot of... If you think about it, Scott, a lot of people are like that, right? Like, yeah. like hell, like, do you, I don't know if this might be before your time. Now, this, I, do you remember the television evangelists, how they would go on TV and they'd preach about all these things, but oh, then yeah, yeah. behind closed doors, they were doing freaky stuff that oh, they yeah. got caught, you know? Right, yeah. I mean, so it's like, yeah, man. And, and, and so I, I almost would say Cronenberg was kind of ahead of its time with the message he was kind of conveying here. I'm not right. saying he was the only one that ever did this, but I mean, if you think about if you watch video drone and then you kind of how it you know from 83 and how it how society kind of progressed a lot of the stuff that he he writes about or or depicts in this movie has kind of come to fruition right yeah definitely (laughs) you know stuff when you talk about mass media um uh, a lot of that's in this yeah this film uh existence um or existence is sort of a spiritual successor to this movie a little bit and that movie, again, deals with, um, instead of television, it's video games and virtual environments, but also, again, sex and violence, yeah. which now everything has kind of technology, you know, we're now we're in the social media age, but it's still an extension of what was radio and television and Absol- games absolutely. and virtual reality. Now it's... It- it's just to a different ex- it's just like to the extreme now it's like yeah. on steroids man i was thinking about this like there's a scene towards the end where he has this gun you know and the gun is somehow infused to his right, hand yeah. right like it's part of him like he's some sort of he's like transformed you mm-hmm. know and i was thinking about like the idea of the gun you know and i was thinking okay well what would what would that be in in 2022 and that would be our cell phone man because you know people still to these days they they preach about you know gun violence and stuff and and they should and they should and i'm not going to get i'm not going to get all political into that i'm not at all but the cell phone i would argue that the cell phone is almost as dangerous and again i i don't want to piss people off here okay i'm not saying that that guns because guns are are you know they're 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 violent all these other things okay i'm not saying any of that and i'm not going to go down some rabbit hole but what i'm saying is how damaging is a cell phone you yeah. take a video you send out a tweet you take a pic and all of a sudden it's out there and it destroys lives man it may not yeah. destroy it in the same way say a gun does but it does man and that's what and that's and nowadays it's 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 scary man yeah. because at any time <clears throat> any time you could someone could say something and and as a joke let's just say it's a joke and all of a sudden someone videos them and then they send it out for for you know for the for the world to see and all of a sudden their life is just they're completely ruined man they have to they have to disappear somewhere and change their name because yeah. there's just no I, there's no normalcy anymore man sure i i think that's what you're touching upon is if there's one main theme of the movie it's how mass media how it evolves over time and we're connected to it and how it can be used yes uh, against us uh, with people with ideological reasons or uh, political reasons or 
you know, like him, just sensationalism. Yeah, he, he's the he's the Michael Bay, just wants to blow shit up. Yeah, yeah but there's yeah. people who can use that for political gain and oh, absolutely, and control. Um, so I think that is whether it's television or cell phone. Uh, yeah, just mass media bombarding people all the time yes. and getting sucked in, and that the idea of the feedback loop, which we know now, uh, which people didn't know back then, is that you watch something becomes your reality and your mm-hmm. it changes your perception which yes. now becomes your new reality which changes what you watch which is just this big feedback loop of perception continually changing uh because it's affecting what you're watching through your eyes yeah yeah um, absolutely i mean it's it's scary man how much you know just media as a whole and i'm not going to just say you know whatever just i'm just we'll put it all under one umbrella of media how in how it influences people you know especially the younger generation you know they're they're still learning they're trying to they're still trying to figure stuff out right yeah and then they hop on their phone and then all of a sudden they they, they see this whatever this thing is and now that's how they, they that that that's almost their reality that's what they believe when it when you and i no, that's that's not the case, man. Yeah. And they're they're being manipulated, and right. and it's from and it's, all these different yes. angles, like tearing like, at like them. you and I being you know older. We didn't. We. I'm not saying we weren't manipulated by media. We right. were, but now it's to the extreme, man. Like it is coming from so many different angles, right? Yeah. And I, I feel bad for this generation because they don't know any better, and we do the best we can to teach them. You know, but when they hear it so often, I mean, they will take, it's like if you hop on your phone and you see something and you and I look at it and we know it's not real, but these kids, these, this younger generation don't know. And if they see it enough, they just think it's, oh, this is definitely real, but it's not, it's, it's completely false. It's been, it's, I mean, hell with with the, you can manipulate photos these days. You can manipulate videos these days and. And I don't think people understand that it only takes one thing that you do and you and you put it out there and, and all of a sudden people start thinking it's real and they're believing in it. And now you've ruined that whoever's person's life because of it, man. I mean, it's it's horrible. And I, I, I see these, I don't watch a lot of those videos because I don't like watching that shit. It's just, mm. it's depressing for yeah. me where, you know, uh, uh, some sort of fight or, or someone you know, uh, putting someone down or, or whatever, because you're always going to have almost a 50, 50 split, right? You know, it's like that with everything. It's like that it's religion or politics. It's like, you can never have those types of conversations with people because, you know, it's, you're never going to agree and that's okay. But some people go to that extreme and then they try to shove it down your throat right, and then yeah. they dude, And it's just, and it, it honestly, man, it, it, it's bothersome to me that, that it's, it's, it happens so often these days, and then there never seems to be any repercussions to the people that seem to do it. And I think that's what bothers me. And I'm sorry, I went on a rant there. <laughs> but it was the only thing I could think of while I was watching this movie, and it was like, I, I, I had to kind of like, <laughs> it was the only thing I can relate to it. it. It's, you know, that's what I immediately thought of. It's like, God damn, it's like, you know, so many so many lives get ruined these days, man. And it's... And it's just it's just not needed, man. And I think people just need to be more cautious about it. And I wish they would. Uh, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of studies, and a lot of a lot of it has to do with how you raise a kid, and uh, when you int- start introducing um, technology, especially yeah, like social media and stuff. Oh at God. what ages and what ages is is like beneficial because it 
it adds to their development because they're learning traits that they're going to need for the rest of their life in a yeah. technological society, but versus when is it harming because they're going to be dependent and it basically at this point having a phone and, and making those decisions and being immediately gratified um, because of the choices that you have things you can sift through that's basically you know what is it it's it's these things being released in your brain it's crack so yeah. if you release yes. if you get kids on that too early it's it's really damaging and then especially not even just social media but just the fact that they have control over everything yeah. Absolutely, man. And you have, you're having a baby here soon. So you got it. Oh, yeah. You got I'm thinking about this stuff constantly. I and bet. It, it's like, it's on my mind. Uh, every time I, I talk to like a parent who's a recent or whose kid maybe is, is like eight or between yeah. like four and eight, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, so what are you doing? Yeah. You know, and just getting people's ideas. And I think what I've noticed is. Again, because everything is so so, you know, techno, you know, the you know the the phones and the gadgets and all these other things these days. Like we didn't, I didn't have that when I was a kid. I, I think, I think yes, I think the kids should be, you know, subjected to it at some point. Um, but but do, you, do I almost feel? And again, I don't want to. I'm not. I'm not saying all parents. I'm just saying. Because, you know, because parents are still trying to figure stuff out. That's what we do, right? When we're a parent, you can read all the books you want and you can talk to people. But until you, the baby comes and the kid comes and then you, you just, you've kind of figured out on your own. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I always, I, I never read any books on it. I just kind of went with your gut, right? Mm-hmm. You just went with your right. gut and you try to figure it out. <clears throat> and I think that maybe, maybe a lot of the, maybe a lot of the parents these days, and I'm not saying they are, I'm just saying it's, it's possible that they just don't want to spend that time to figure that out. And it's just easier to, to give them a device and say, yeah, especially hey. when they're in a, in a public place. And I've seen this a lot yeah. and it's not, it has nothing to do with their parentage. It's just a sign no. of the times and yeah. the technology that we have. If you want to occupy your kid when you're at, at breakfast or something, yes, I've it's seen easy yep. to put your phone down uh-huh. and they can watch Yo Gabba Gabba. Yo, whatever, whatever it is they, these days. I yeah. know they, they come up with all these programs. I, yeah, no. And I, I see, I see I it just, all. I question that kind of thing and I'm, I'm worried about that kind of stuff. But I also know that if you don't introduce that kind of stuff into your kid at certain points, they will be out of the loop when it comes to that's the society. Fine line, Scott. And, and, yeah. Yeah. It's like, where's that happy medium? You have to, you were in college. You're going to have to figure that out, right? Yeah. You got to figure that out, man. And, and, and I think it all depends on the kid as well. Each kid is different, man. Right. None of them yeah. are the same. I know. They yeah, just definitely. You yeah. know, you can't treat them all as the same thing. Um, you could, you could have, you know, you could have a baby and then you guys could go out and eat and, and he is, perfectly content and he's sitting there and he's yeah. and he's chilled out and he's having a great time and and then you got the you know or you could have a kid that is just oh my god i you know i need i i, I i'm screaming i'm yelling i'm crying because this you know i you know and the, and the baby doesn't understand they, they don't understand that part of it when they're yeah. that young but you just don't know and it's like you got to figure that out but it's it dude it's scary man yeah. I, I mean i i don't i don't envy I do not envy the, the the new parents that are bringing kids into you know in, into this time frame. Mm-hmm. It's I, you know, but I, I I guess you know with every every generation, right? There's certain obstacles that you have to figure out. Right. This is just another obstacle, you know. Yeah, it's like all those obstacles before this one, though, blown up into ten because we don't really know what you know where things are going with this. I mean. Radio yeah. and TV and all the things that came before this weren't this powerful. I no. mean, it's shaping adults. It it's is. taking adults yeah. into the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories. Yeah. Of people who grew up knowing that these things, that the earth wasn't flat, 
yeah, you know, yeah. that we we landed <laughs> on the moon, all, all these other things, and now they've been so twisted and taken along for this ride yeah. by people who probably don't give a shit. Maybe they do. I, I, that's again, it's yeah. ideological. It's like who's behind it? What are they doing it for? It's yeah. Um, but yeah, it all, it all kind of comes. And I was thinking about this whole time too when I was watching video drama about it's just social media get yeah on social media. Honestly, it was one of the, it's weird, man. Because I mean, we're talking video drama was eighty three, so forty was called forty years. Yeah, and how that was my immediate like. I took I took what he was going through and and you know just kind of towards the end of the movie especially, and it, and it was easy for me to relate it to now nowadays with social media. Yeah. You know, because I mean, it's really, I mean, that's what this was, right? It's kind of media as a whole and it just, it just has, I don't know, progressed, <laughs> you know, it's gotten, it's gotten so the nth degree because it really has, how man. technology is, is gotten just so accessible, man. It's, I mean, I look back and again, I always date myself, but in 83, what I had versus now I, I Scott, I, it blows me away sometimes the stuff that I that I see, like the, the cell phone, first of all, is crazy. The amount of stuff that the cell phone can do and how far it's come since the phone eventually came out, the cell phone came out. Mm-hmm. And then I look at the other stuff and, I, and I'm like, what? There's a thing that does that? And, <laughs> right. and you probably have heard of, you know, and I, I don't have an example, but you're like, yeah, Rick, like I, that's been around for five years. I'm like, what? Where have I been? Right. Like, am I so far out of the loop sometimes that I don't know this is a thing? Have, and yeah, it just blows to me. me. Yeah. Does it? It, yeah. just, <laughs> it just blows me away. Like right. where we've come, man. Like, like I remember listening to music on say a Walkman, you know, yeah, right. and I have to throw batteries in it. And now I can, I can access, uh, you know, access music anywhere. I can, I can have a device on me at all times that plays music. Yeah. And I don't, and, and it, dude, it's just, and again, I know that's like a more simplified think, example. But. Yeah. I think different in technology will always happen from generation to generation. But I think the difference is communication, how communications change. So like me and you were 10 years apart. Yeah. We've had more or less the same similar type of childhood because we didn't have all this stuff. Yeah. Even yeah. with my dad, he was born in 1950. We had the same similar childhood. You're a yeah. kid. You could you do stuff with your parents. You have friends. They Absolutely. Down the street. Yeah. You can't get a hold of anybody immediately because none of that stuff was around. Communication was just, you call a friend's house. Yeah. Um, but now today it's drastically different and it's people being able to get in touch with each other, being able to pull up any sort of information immediately. That is completely different than how we were, we were raised. So that's where the, the crux is. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I did. I, I had to go to the library if I wanted right, to find yeah. out anything. Oh, me too. And honestly, I mean, we were limited on, on what we could find in a library. It didn't have, yeah. I mean, the libraries these days, and I know they still exist, but now they're probably just, they're probably 10 times as large because over the, the course of 40 years, you just, you know, you have more of whatever it mm-hmm. is, you know. And so, yeah, I had to go to, I had to go to a library. I had to look something up. Now, now, man, it's funny. It's like, I'll have a conversation with just anybody, a friend, a family member. And, and I don't know, we're talking about whatever it is. Let's just say we're talking about a movie and I can't remember an actor's name. It literally, I hop on my phone and two seconds later, I have it or, or whatever, something that happened, you know, in history 
200 years ago. It's like I can find it with, with on my phone within five seconds. Sure. Yeah. No. Before then, I had to I had to get on my bike. I had to pedal to the library or whatever that was, and I had to talk to the librarian. Hey, I'm looking for something like this. Okay, well, let me put you in this direction. But it, it may not be totally specific. Like today, everything is so specific. Yeah. And that's what blows me away. And it's right here on my phone, man. And so it's like it. Look, it has its advantages. It does. Oh yeah, but there's a lot of I think the advantages. advantages <laughs> more where you really appreciate it is if you didn't grow up having that kind of stuff. Yes, um, you really do. And I, I know I'm sound. We're sound like some old fogies, but <laughs> just like this anti-technology <laughs> rant. In my day, in my day, I know it's funny, man. Like 40 years ago or 30 years ago, I would make fun of like you're, you know, at, at a family event, you know, listening to your dad talk with say Uncle Bing or Glenn or whoever, and I would laugh at what they had to say. <laughs> right. And now 30 years later, I'm I'm saying the yeah, same yeah. stuff, you know. Uh, yeah, and it's, I'm it's funny, by man. People's music today. It was like, that's, what is that? <laughs> I, know, I know. I do find myself doing that. I'm like, what is this Why crap? Is this guy famous? Yeah. <laughs> no, really. It's like, yeah, I know, man. It's we all. We we all get older and we all become like, you know, in, in some sort of variation of our parents or something. Yeah, we kind of do. <laughs> it's almost reverse, though, because we grew up in a time where uh, movies, uh, horror movies and these different genres and genres of music and punk and metal. Like, and I still listen to all that stuff. Yeah. So now I look at movies and music today. I'm like, this, is, this shit is tame. Like, where's is, the stuff yeah. that's getting these kids to think about things and... Uh, I don't. I don't know, man. And honestly, not just like listen to someone's opinion, but really like get into like movies. How you can take something analogously and take it apart, and then and then leave it up to the listener or the viewer to make their own decision. Yeah, but yeah. really kind of push them to make their own decisions about. Things. I I would say movies still do that a little bit. Maybe not as much as say the eighties. I think the eighties was kind of like. Well, that. there's not as much variety. It's yeah, either you yeah. go to the big movie house, which is dwindling the amount of movies, it really is, yeah. or you go to your you know tower theater, and there's still good stuff playing there. But yeah. the diversity among types of films is just it's true. It's that is, I can't argue down that. Yeah. to a couple different things. And music, I I don't music, everything's pop. I, no. Everything is pop. That's yeah. what I've noticed. You know, all the genres have whittled down to pop, into and pop. it's popper. I guess maybe country. I don't listen to country, and but. So, but honestly, man, like I, 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 I don't listen to anything new. I just don't, and it doesn't mean that I wouldn't if it was worth listening to. In just my opinion, um, you know, that's why I listen to like all my old stuff, man. It's just, you know, it just, it just seemed for me at least, it seemed had more of a message in it. It just, I, I don't know, I, I enjoy it more. Um, yeah. I'll, I don't know, man. It just seems like everything's pop these days, and I'm probably r- wrong. I'm sure there are still other genres. You got to go underground though for that. Uh, see, I like like, for, like I, it used to be. I like listening to a lot of indie stuff, but yeah. again, it's like you're saying. It's called, almost like I'm not going to say indie's underground, but I mean it's it's not too far away from that, you yeah, know. And, and right. I, I like that type of stuff, but. But I, yeah, you're right, man. Do, is there still punk? I mean, is punk still as big as I know metal's still a thing? But is it as big as it was when we were growing up? I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, punk to kids now is that uh, MGK douchebag. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. I, 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 oh, is that, that Machine Gun? Machine Gun Kelly? Kelly. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like that's punk to kids. Is that punk? Like that's what? It's, Are you serious? That's, that's punk. That's to what them? he thinks it is, and that's what the kids who listen oh to my that God. shit think. Oh, that kids, is. that is not punk. Yeah. And I, that that terrifies me. And that's oh that kind God. of thing. Um, yeah. Wow, man, that's crazy. 
uh, <laughs> I think yeah. that kind of goes back. It reminds me of Videodrome in the sense that because he was looking for for new things, yeah, that people yeah. hadn't seen yet yeah. to put out there. something edgy, something edgy yeah. that would that would keep you know keep uh, that would attract say keep his current viewers attract more viewers. You know, because everything's word of mouth, especially back in the early eighties. Yeah. And he was into it. Let's be let's be let's call it what it is. He right. was into it, you know. And so so he, you know, I, I know we went on a little bit of a rant, um, but I think this movie kind of warrants that. There's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of depth to what Cronenberg was doing here. You know, there's a lot of movies that just don't have any of that. Yeah. And this has a lot of a lot of depth and a lot of messaging going on here. And I think that's what, I think that's why we've kind of <laughs> gone down some rabbit holes here because I, 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 and I think that was probably Cronenberg's intent. Once you're done watching the movie, he wants you to think about it. He wants you yeah. to talk about these things, exactly. you know, yeah. whether it's 40 years later, it doesn't matter. It's still happening. It's just happening a little differently, yeah. you know? And so, 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 you know, Max, Develops a t- tumor because he's watched this. It's a certain this, transmission. This certain is transmission, it? and so now he's seeing all these hallucinations. And I, they're not really. I don't think they're kind of. You know, I thought maybe Cronenberg would go a little crazier. Now look, some of them are a little weird. The whole, you know, his 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 stomach opening the, up and him vagina and the, the dude <laughs> right. Okay, I didn't yeah. want to say that, but yes, <laughs> it totally looked like an enormous vagina. Yeah, um, you know, so, I think that was the intention. I um, think it was. Cronenberg is not shy from introducing that kind of imagery, uh, yeah. intrusions and things yeah. that might resemble, uh, yeah, uh, body parts. And well, things. I mean, yeah, and and I didn't know Rick Baker did the effects. Oh for yeah, this. right, yeah, I didn't from American even, Werewolf in yeah, London. Yeah, and, he did a ton of stuff. Yeah, but, ton I mean, of stuff. I think a lot, a lot. Most people would remember him from American Werewolf in London, but. Um, he's an actor yeah. too, right? I think he's, he's done some done stuff. Like yeah, parts. yeah, yeah. And so I didn't realize, I was reading something, they're like, he was reading like some of the effects. He's like, you want us to do what? <laughs> <laughs> like the tumor gun at the end? But that one's a little, yeah, that was a little hokey for me, but I mean, oh, I, did I, you I like it? it? Yeah, I dug I did it. like when he had the gun in his hand and it was kind of embedding into his hand, like the metal, right, like it was yeah, almost like fusing. Cool. Yeah. I thought that was... I think what I didn't like was the fact that it looked like a big blob of something. That was I a little, see that. and that threw me off a little bit. Yeah, I will say, I will say the the the, the stomach effect is cool, especially when he's on the couch. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and he's it like is, sticking his whole arm in there, yeah. and it's like, wow, that looks like his. his Absolutely, chest. it looked really good. Yeah, you know, and then the the the, the scene where I think it was Barry, you know, the, this this guy. What's their their intent here? His he ha- is his. He owns like a a, a glass. <laughs> what, what 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 was it? Is that they're like a? Mul- f- they're multinational corporation, which makes a gl- eyeglass, eyewear, eyewear, right? For poor people, but also is like a military contractor that creates <laughs> yes. like missile guidance systems for NATO. Yeah, which is hilarious. I yeah. love that because yeah. I mean that is kind of a thing where you get yeah. these. You know, you get these companies like GM making military stuff. Yeah. Or, you know, it was um, it was a little strange here. And their idea, I, I think I had to write this down because I was like, okay, well, their idea is to use Videodrome to rid America of like social decay. That was, I think, their whole point here. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> it's anyone who's who's been sucked into the television and who's dependent on it is going. You're going to get a tumor. And you're gonna you're gonna hallucinate, and it's gonna be survival of the fittest, I guess. 
is I, that they, they're going to kill off anybody who's dependent and, and thereby creating a stronger society that's not dependent on uh, on media to you know for their day to day. There's lives, not a lot I of guess. those though. I mean, just <laughs> even in 2022, man. I mean, hell, even in '83, people were so hooked on on yeah. that. I right. mean, you would. It's rare that you find someone that just doesn't care. Yeah. I mean, they're out there, but I mean, so so that idea of like we're gonna watch, we're gonna transmit this because because Harlan and. We didn't know until later that Harlan was part of this. Like he had started a couple years earlier, but the idea was to eventually get Max to tell to, 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 to basically televise this program on on this channel, so that people would watch it and then it you know it it, it would infect them. <laughs> I do think they went about it in a weird way. I did too. Because if you're gonna have a CEO kill his partners, that's gonna get shut down. Exactly. Go yeah, because he said go go kill yeah kill your partners. What was the other message? Or, or if he just wanted to take control of the of that channel from them, but there wouldn't there be was, a, 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 a a more sensible way of doing that instead of just <laughs> yeah. killing them. Yeah, it would be to buy a, a huge station, use your multinational corporation funds so, to buy something. So let's say they they've they've infected Max, and they are they can control him now. Okay, well, just say hey. Um, Buy them out, <laughs> right? Buy yeah. your partners out, okay? I'm sure that they like money. I'm sure that, you know, and I and, and if this this company has this backing, especially military backing, I'm sure money is is probably no object, right? Give buy them out, then now you can control this channel eighty three and play video Jerome. Right. I think that's where <laughs> the, the, you talked about the end. Like maybe the, 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 the last third of the movie gets a little the intent it, gets a little it, muddled. It does, uh, like as, I far as the reality of the film. Yeah. I think so. Like I felt, yeah, it was like the first hour was, it was, I was entertained. I liked it. The last 30 minutes was convoluted. Like there was literally like three endings. Like I, I was like, okay, is this movie over? And then, okay. Then he kept going. And then it was like, okay, here's the ending. Oh no, no, no. This is the ending. And I'm like, it was, I I don't know. And I read that maybe there was a a, a couple other alternate endings and then they eventually went with this one. I, and I, Hmm. the actual ending itself, I don't mind it. Yeah, but it just—it was like these different climaxes, and I just—it lost me a little sure, bit. Sure, I can see that. I yeah. love the actual ending where he's watching himself kill I, himself I on do the TV, like it. Yeah. and that becomes his reality. That's a that's a great end there. But yeah, there was also it could have ended when he killed the other guy, and he's and he's yelling, you know, "Long live the new flesh." It yeah, could have been mixed up in that somehow. Um, I could see that, and then the kind of the shift from the kind of. You're not really sure what's real and what's not. That's and the then thing, man. it kind of shifts into being brainwashed by yeah. both sides. He's brainwashed yeah. by the company and then he's brainwashed by um, what's her name? Oblivion. Uh, what's oh, her first name? Uh, her name is Blanca. Blanca Oblivion. Yeah. yeah. And then it, it kind of, to me, then it turned into like, is he, is this a commentary on like those experiments that the government did with LSD in the 60s, like MK Ultra and stuff like that? Could be. I wouldn't put anything past Cronenberg, um, man. Yeah, but then it kind of felt a little bit, a little bit separate. Like, okay, this could it's be kind of a. It kind of goes in a new direction a little bit. Yeah. I don't know, but I could see that. I mean, I, I loved it. I, I think as a whole, like for the most part, like the movie just it's it's like a turning point in his career. Yeah, um, where everything just came together as far as like the look and, yeah. and his writing in that movie. Yeah, I, I think I, I think 
what I like about the movie. Like, if I was just to strip it down and I'm watching a movie just for entertainment purposes, I don't know. Like I said, the first hour, I'm I'm on board, and then you lose me. Mm-hmm. Now, now, if I'm looking at it from, you know, from a substance perspective and and a message perspective like okay you got me on this one because i mean there's a lot of stuff happening here yeah <laughs> that like we said Obviously, is still, there's a lot to talk about there's a lot to talk about that is still is relevant to this yeah, day absolutely because i it wasn't brian oblivion which we find out had died and in and they were just transmitting old video cassettes of him mm. and and his his idea was television and video broadcasts will one day um take over the world as reality well, I mean, think about these days. I mean, all the reality shows that we have that we've just been, it's been shoved down our throats mm-hmm. that for some reason people find entertaining. Like, it's funny. I never watch any reality shows. When I when I talk with someone that does, I look at them. I almost like do a double take. I'm like, really? Like, you're into that? And then I find yeah. myself judging them, which I don't, <laughs> I, I, I do not judge people. I typically do not judge people. It's but hard not to when you. It's it's yeah. almost hard not to. Like I was talking to someone recently that were was watching MTV, and I'm like, "Are you seriously watching MTV? <laughs> like, because because I don't even know if they even play music anymore. I don't think they do. It's literally wow. it's literally riddled with um, reality shows. Yeah, and and oh. I was and not only that, <laughs> uh, but the other thing that gets me, and it's it's along that lines, is it's not just reality, but now we're watching shows where we're watching people's reactions to so you're watching reactionary stuff so there's stuff like on mtv where they're watching videos that you could watch on youtube of people falling and shit that we used to watch on uh, america's funniest home videos right yeah, yeah. but they're watching a panel of people react to that and talk about it yeah. and like that's so far removed so that you're watching these people's perception of something else uh and that's it's so weird like and weird so we've gone beyond reality tv to someone else's Reality of is there like a double reality, like reality reality? I don't yeah, know. Is that a freaking it's, thing? It's I mean, like you could watch so someone's it's someone's life, and then you would watch someone's life. But now we're watching someone's life and someone else watching that someone's life, and you're watching their reaction. To right? <laughs> that's bizarre. Even saying it like yeah. out loud, man. Yeah. But that's super common these days. Right? Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> and it bug it bugs the shit out of me. It and does. I, I can't it does stand me it. too. I it hate does. It. I just yeah. I, I just. just wanna, <laughs> I found my dad watching because those are more for oh, teenagers, and, yeah. and but he he started watching one what? of those, yeah, and oh, he, so he's no. watching this. I think it's on MTV. It's a uh, I forgot that guy's name. He's like an ex skateboarder. Uh, oh, Tony Hawk? Not no, Tony no, Hawk. not Tony Hawk. Uh, uh, like Rob. I think his name is Rob. Something. Oh, okay. I don't know a lot of and skateboarders. So, I'm yes, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't either. So the show is, yeah, basically that. He's watch, they're watching funny videos from from online. I know what you're talking then, about. Um, it's kind of like what Tosh was, Tosh point but it's oh, uh, but, okay. Yeah, but at least he, he has some creative. Yes, things. I I know who you're talking about. I don't know what the show is called. I don't know what the show is called. Yeah, I don't. But either. I've seen like clips of it, and I'm and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, so why are you watching this? Like, I, I don't but know. Yeah. The, the, to his, my dad's credit, he doesn't know. Probably you can watch those videos on YouTube. So to him, that's just that the is most true. Your dad version <laughs> of America's Funniest Home. Your videos. dad is old as hell, and uh, <laughs> so he probably would. Sorry, Kurt, but uh, uh, he probably wouldn't know, huh? 
Yeah, he he probably doesn't know how to look up funny videos like Isn't on YouTube. It? Oh my god! Okay, which is called fail videos. I could tell. Like you could you could go. Through, I've gone through the rabbit hole of watching fail videos yeah. like for hours. Oh, I go down rabbit holes for sure. But uh, for watching like someone that. else watch those, yeah, videos, don't do it's just. That. I'd rather blow my brains out. Yeah, yeah, don't do that stuff. But isn't it funny, man, how we talk about generations, how, like, like me at 50, and your dad's, I think your dad's around 70, right? 70-ish? 70 yeah, 70, 72. 72, okay. Yeah. And and the fact that, you know, we, we, I am sure you've had numerous conversations where you try to explain certain stuff to him that, you know, be, that you would think he would know, but because he's so much older... He he. It's probably just not as important to him, and so he doesn't figure all that. I right, do that. Yeah. I'll uh, Scott. I have these conversations with Donovan. I'm 50. He's 31. Right. Like like I. You would think I would know something, and then I don't have the patience, or I need him to explain it, or show me something. I should know it, and it's that generational gap. It's catching up to me, man. <laughs> Pretty soon, I'm going to be your dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's it's weird, man, but it's but it's just a natural progression. As we get older, I think certain things become less important, so we don't focus on them, and so we, then we have to have someone younger show us or explain it to us, man. And it's just a natural yeah, progression, right? It yeah. really is, and it's sad. And you're going to get there too. And I think you already kind of are a little bit. I'm there. Pretty, I'm, I'm just dismissive. Pretty <laughs> soon, pretty soon, your your little one, um, you know, t- say 15 years down the road. You at say fifty five, and him at fifteen is going to be explaining something to oh, you, man. and you're going to yeah. be going, "Oh my god!" It's like technologically, uh, <laughs> I've always been into technology, but it's it's the intended content that he'll probably have to explain why something. Uh-huh. Like, why are you watching this? Yeah. Well, because it's like okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's some different way or another it's going to happen and it's because it's happened to me and i'm like oh my i i actually find myself thinking about it like when i ask donovan for something yeah and i'm like oh my god i've become like so and so i come my <laughs> mom or whoever else and i'm not saying it's a bad thing you know but it because it just happens we get older and stuff becomes less important to us and so our focus changes over time and so what you're focused on now in 15 years you may not focus on it as much and so mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. oh man, yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, man. I mean, uh, Video Drome. I, I, I do like this movie. I think I would recommend it to people. I, I mean, have you watched um, so like the movies before Video Drome, or like what Cronenberg films have you seen? Honestly, I haven't seen a lot. So when I get into, especially auteurs, like Cronenberg is absolutely an auteur. Yeah, and so you have to kind of it's, you don't have to, but it's interesting to look at. They're filmed in the context of their filmography. Yeah. And yeah. So, I mean, I know he did. I haven't, I, I can't read. You know, it was so funny. I was just talking with Morris about this, about Shivers the other day. And I don't think I've seen Shivers. I know he's got the brood. Um, I know he did uh, Scanners, which I think I saw. But, I, dude, I saw Scanners so long ago that I would have to rewatch it. And I'm sure I had a, a far different opinion on it than I did when I saw it in the I was what was Scanners early eighties? It was before. It was well, maybe Trump, so it was eighty one, eighty like two, something like that. Maybe eighty. Okay, yeah, maybe eighty, eighty one. So honestly, man, it's oh no, it was eighty two. And you know, the fly. I love the fly. Dead Zone, uh, Naked Lunch. God, I want to say I've seen some other ones. I just I can't think of them right now. Ah, yeah, um, I can't think of any right now. Yeah, those are the ones I can I can talk more about than, than there might be horror in, uh, yeah. elements yeah, yeah. and then um, 
And then I think after, uh, there's a couple others in there that aren't really more thriller or less horror or yeah. less body horror. Yeah. Um, Existence is, is like a late 90s. I can tell you I have not seen it. Okay. Yeah, I can tell um, you. That one, definitely, you can see Cronenberg, definitely from, from his earlier films, even uh, The Brood, like, you know, he's playing with ideas yeah. and uh, um, commentary commentary on different things maybe scanners not so much that's kind of the one that maybe sort of lacks and that's the thing man because i haven't seen scanners in in so long that i i'm sure there's a message there yeah yeah there is a message it's just not as deep and maybe personal as everything else is yeah you can tell um video drums kind of the beginning of the kind of exploration of i think sex and violence and 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 uh Maybe reality, which is kind of a recurring theme in a lot of his films, um, but yeah, af- after uh, Existence is a, a kind of a spiritual successor to this movie, mm-hmm. um, where it deals with uh, video games instead of television, oh. and there's layers of reality, and it's mm-hmm. before like maybe VR had been out as far as like going to like an arcade and they had those big giant machines maybe yeah. one of them and you can put a big stupid helmet on and oh uh, yeah they're the really helmet, they were yeah. really like rudimentary compared to what it is now um but in existence it was before the matrix everybody has like a little device in their back yeah and of course he had to make it like sexual so of course he did <laughs> yeah i mean it wouldn't be a cronenberg if he didn't do that yeah. so people are <laughs> playing around with those things <laughs> It's, oh it gets weird, and they're so their video <laughs> game controllers are like fleshy things that have little look like little like nipples and things. Oh my God. And they're you yeah. they're like rubbing. Oh, I swear, man, he definitely he definitely has his niche right, and he's into what he's into, and he you know yeah, and uh, they're so. interesting though. I I love I love how people with that that bring in their personal. Like, you know, wanted to explore ideas into films. And that's what separates good film, I think. And not even just horror. Just, I've never really been one to, like, separate genres. I just like films. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to not watch something because it's a certain genre. If it it looks interesting to me i'll yeah. watch i'll watch it I'll, right. and i'll give something a chance like i may watch a trailer and i'm like oh god that looks bad but if but if someone has let's say someone i respect or someone whatever that has has t- said hey you know what i think you might like this okay i'll i'll give it a shot and there's a good chance i i might not like it yeah there are certain things i'm i'm not a huge fan of the body horror stuff i i you know, with Videodrome, there's there's certain elements that are a little uncomfortable that I'm not, oh. that I'm not a fan of. Oh, and I haven't. You haven't seen Crash? No, I haven't seen Crash. Oh my! Talk about uncomfortable. That's uncomfortable. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, go ahead, continue on. Yeah. I'm just. Um, I think it's just like this. I mean, you know, like I I don't think this is the greatest movie ever, but I was, but I enjoyed it. I was entertained, and and I like the fact there's a lot more layers to it yeah yeah definitely and it's i think like, that's a you know you can I, get more out of a movie that yeah, way even if yeah. it doesn't blow your tits off and, and yeah you know, it's like whoa yeah, um yeah. if there's things to gnaw on you know especially that stick with you that's and the, maybe yeah. the next time you go around and watch it you'll have a better experience well, or you'll enjoy it more what i've noticed as i've gotten older man is and i guess that's a that's after we talking about getting older i think that you know one of the good things is i can you know, the 20-year-old Rick who would have watched this or say, you know, whatever, even the 30-year-old probably wouldn't have saw this the same way. 
yeah, you know, now right. that I'm older and, and, you know, you experience more things and, and, you know, um, you're able to, to maybe sit back and, and kind of take a film for what it is. Not every film, cause some, some of them just don't have any of those layers. <clears throat> I think that's what I do enjoy is I, I see it from a different perspective. Like, you know, how I, we were talking earlier about this, the whole social media thing. Like I can somehow relate the two and that's a good, yeah, you wouldn't have gotten that if you never, that. you know, never it would have been about television and you may yeah. not have, you may not have understood, and I wouldn't have the 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 scope to where he was trying to get you to think where things could go. And now we're at that point where yeah. we realize, oh shit, yes, like he was right. People like that yeah. are right. We should have been listening to people like that mm-hmm. um, about the dangers of this of just mass media for a long time, dude. If I watched this in eighty three or eighty four, I would have been like, whatever, man. I mean. Pfft. You know, and then now I am into twenty twenty two. I'm like, holy shit, he was <laughs> yeah. he was right on the money on a lot of this yeah. stuff. Yeah. And that's what's crazy, man. Oh, I love that line in the movie too from um uh Professor Oblivion where he says because it's his, it's his, it's not his real name, and he says it's yeah. not his real name. It's his TV name, and yeah. he says maybe in the future everybody will have a TV name. Yeah, and that got me thinking about <laughs> avatars and how everybody's uh-huh. in, you know metaverse now in a virtual <laughs> Dude, world and having that. yeah, and that just allows people to just be assholes when you don't know who they <laughs> uh-huh. are now. Uh, Everyone and does. racist uh-huh. and just complete pieces of shit, and they may yeah. not be that in their real life, but they have this shield because. Yeah. You don't know who they are. Uh-huh. It's it's this they hide extension. Be- they hide behind this stuff. Yeah, and that's what pisses me off because a lot of people hide behind all these things, these these personas, these made up names or whatever. And it's just like, man, come on. And that's the stuff that bothers me, man. You know, I, I yeah, I think like I I feel I feel like there's a there's a at some point that was a fun thing for people to be trolls and assholes because they could hide behind it, you know, and they can get yeah. away with it. But I think. Two on one hand, people took it too seriously, and yeah. so now you have this whole generation of people that might kill themselves because mm-hmm. they were being harassed online. Yes. Yes. But and 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 like that's awful. And people's mental health it goes it goes farther than just media and social media. It has a lot to do with what's happening in the country yeah. and things. So Especially it's the not, last couple of years, man. Yeah. yeah, and just where we're at as far as working class people, what we have mm-hmm. to deal with. Um, so I think it goes beyond that, but at the same time, it's like if people didn't take virtual spaces so seriously, you know, if they didn't maybe weren't so wrapped up in it as yeah. as we are and dependent on it, then it wouldn't be the thing that drives people over the edge. You know, they but, may have some other but, reason. It's usually yeah. underlying reasons, and that ends up being the thing that but pushes Scott, them. That's never going to happen. Never. Well, I know. Well, now we're so entrenched in this stuff now. You know, the thing is, man, I mean, you know, it's, you're never going to, I mean, everyone's always going to have their own opinions and someone's always going to get butthurt over something. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what it is. There are always haters out there, man. People hate and they hate. And then, and it's just, and then it's just, they don't realize what they say or do and, and that affects the other people. You know, I could have someone, I could post something and and someone could have their opinion and I just let it go. Yeah. You know, but then someone else could say something similar and it's just, I don't know, it's just the way I take it or I react to it or whatever the damn word could be. And it throws me off, dude. Mm-hmm. What I find, this is what I do, and I know most people don't do this, I, whether I agree with you or not, you're entitled to your opinion. I take the high road, man. 
I take the high road yeah. all the time because there's stuff. Re- respond to anything. I don't. In virtual spaces. Oh my god! I I I, I don't. I, I remember feeling that need to like reading a comment section and seeing something that's just like oh, and I have to respond to that. But we're at a point now where that's. You read a comic section, and it's just like, why would you... Like, I would never respond to anything now. Like, no. either it's good or bad. It's like... You can't, And then man. you're giving into that. Yeah. You're becoming part of that thing, you, which you is have. reactionary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's like, it affects you. And, yeah. it, and it changes your moods. <laughs> and either <laughs> Dude, you're... Dude, it really does, man. Even, it really does. Either your opinion is validated, which is a weird place because uh-huh. they're reinforcing something that's fake. Yeah. Or... Or it's like you feel the need, like they've offended you, or you have to set them straight. It's like just don't, don't. I just don't, dude. I don't. Take yourself. I can't tell you how often I see a post and I want to say something, but I'm like, well, why? I'm not going to do that. Yeah, they feel that way, and that's okay. They are entitled to feel that way, to to, to voice their opinion, to like something, to hate it. It might not even that, be their opinion. That's it, the it, other yeah, thing. It's a virtual thing. space. I know you can you can say anything know, you want. Man. You know, I just yeah, dude. I, I just. And then I look at the. I sometimes I find myself just looking at people's comments, going, "God, how dare you? You know, you should be ashamed of yourself." It's like, come on, man. I mean, I'm like, is your life so bad or boring or uneventful that you have to do that? And right. it's just like it's, but it's, but you know, man, everyone is everyone's different, and everyone's entitled to their thing. I just wish people were more self uh, self aware. Just be self aware. Sure, yeah, you know, think about what. Think about the repercussions before it, man. And, and I'm not saying everyone does it. I think it's a small, a very small percentage of people that do do it. Just be aware of it, man, because it's just not warranted. It just isn't, man. Yeah. You know? I, so if yeah. anything, I mean, we could say right on Cronenberg was, he was a, he was, dude, he was definitely ahead yeah. of his, his, especially with the messaging here in this movie. Like it really was, man. He was ahead of his time. That's nearly 40 years ago, folks. You know? Yeah. So. And and what's sad, Scott, is that we're forty years have passed, and we're still kind of in the same spot we were. Yeah, nothing's changed. Nothing's it's, changed. Yeah. Well, it got I mean, worse, maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we could argue that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But and you know, and I think that's what I mean. I he was right on the money. He was. And ex- when you talk about sex, violence, and uh, media. Absolutely, all those three things, dude. Absolutely. We're talking about Pornhub and how kids, <laughs> you know, it's 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 even way crazier than it was. Mm. People are desensitized to it. It's become so, the norm, which just blows me away. It's just it's so normal to people. Like, yeah, huh? I, like I mean, <laughs> what? I don't want to be like the the stickler guy. <laughs> well, well, we're not. But but it's just there's a there's a difference between like healthy versions of that stuff that's yeah. that's totally fine for people to explore yeah. on their own but then the versions of it which causes people to have a skewed perception of what their relationship should be and what they should look for in a in like a significant other and it gets all oh all mixed my up with people's heads absolutely and dude. how they yep. and how they go about their interactions with people as far uh-huh. as dating and things yeah. like that's it, a, it really danger. does and there's man. a line there and it's like our society has not figured out help on a personal level to go up to that line and explore things healthy as far as sex and violence and things and then realize like what's harmful to yourself and not cross over that line yes i mean i think it's all personal and again there should be any laws against any of that oh no no for sure man but i mean that's what cronenberg did here right i mean he made us think about this and and here we are 40 years later and we're still kind of thinking about it and dealing with it and what is 
you know, what is reality? Because I mean, you know, you know, James Woods character, Max, I mean, he's hallucinating and, 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 you know, we could say, well, you know, the, a lot of the stuff that we see constantly on, on our, our devices, you know, that's most of it isn't real. It's, it's, yeah, it's but it just becomes a, real because it, it to beco- you now becomes, yeah, to the, think the, the, view, the viewers think it's real and it's like, no, you're, it has, it has really kind of bent your, you know, your perception on reality. And it's like, yeah. and it's like, damn man. It's, and then with, uh, being in a, in a bubble as people are, because you have so much choice over what you see now. So now your perceptions changed. Now you have control over the next group of stuff that you see. Yeah. And it's, it's further takes you down into a place and then it keeps, it's a continual uh-huh. loop. And yeah, well, right on Cronenberg. Right That's <laughs> right, man. I mean, I will say, uh, he was right on the money on that, man. Uh, but yeah, that's video drone, man. Anything that we like, do we, do we miss anything? Um, I thought, I thought we got like, I think we got the gist of it, right? Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't know if I have anything else to, uh, I'm checking my notes. Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, I, I have some loose notes. There's so much. And I think we talked about it a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I think, yeah, no, pretty yeah. much. It's, it's pretty much, I, I cool. do, I, I do love the tumor gun though. The, the, the tumor, the, 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 the tumor the tumor <laughs> I like some of the effects, like the TV kind of breathing, yeah. you know, the coming out. I mean, there are some cool effects here, and and I didn't even realize Rick Baker did the effects on this. So, you know, kudos to him, man. But I mean, some of it is, yeah, some of it is just is creepy and weird. And but I mean, that was the idea. That's what Cronenberg tries to make you. He makes you feel unsettled, and yeah. you know. And so, um, but yeah, man, I think that was it, dude. Appreciate you coming out. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, uh, I think next time you're going to come on out, we're going to do psycho Gorman. Um, and, but, uh, yeah, anyway, anyways, um, thanks again. And, uh, everyone, uh, take care. You listened all the way to the end. We appreciate that. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at ear for fear podcast, Twitter at ear for fear, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at ear for fear podcast. You can also check out our website, earforfear.com. There we list news and events. We're available on all the main platforms, so make sure you tell a friend. We hope you come back and get an earful.